Is it possible to talk about negativity without getting stuck in it? It sure is. Listen in and we'll tell you how. Welcome to the show. Five, four, three, two, one, lift off. Two women, one mission to break through the BS of business, money and mindset so you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Colleen Longdon and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day listeners, this is Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent and welcome back to Breaking, Breaking Through, through the, the BS. Hey well, Pauline. Well, that sounds very positive Ray, but guess what? We're not going to be talking about positive things today. No, we're not. We're going to the dark negative side and it's the show that we need to do, really. It is, because there's, there's two uh, sides to each coin or yeah. each occasion. Yeah, and where there's light, there's dark and all that sort of stuff. So we've spoken about a lot of good stuff since we started this uh, podcast, but today we want to just like shift gears a bit and talk about negative things. And don't worry, listeners, it's not going to leave you feeling down and out or depress you or anything. That is not our, that is not what we want to do at all. And uh, we don't believe in that. That's against no. our, not religion, but just against our ethos of, of how we live our life. Um, yeah, we want to give you some coping strategies, yep. some techniques. Well, Ray and I have both got the mantra that, or, you know, like the philosophy of life that we want to leave people feeling better after they've spoken to us or interacted with us than they were feeling before they interacted with us. Absolutely. And so to leave people in a negative state, no, that's not going to happen. So. Not on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> Alrighty, so today we're going to talk about how you can talk about the negative without letting it overtake you or overrun your life. Now, you might be thinking, why would we want to talk about the negative and why do we want to talk about bad stuff? Well, because bad stuff happens, you know. It's life. It's uh, like a duality uh, that we we live by, you know. some pe- Sometimes good stuff happens and sometimes bad stuff happens. And people are very happy to talk about the good stuff. All you have to do is, like, click on a Facebook and whoop, there it is. <laughs> it's, like, there for everyone to see. But very few people ever talk about the, the negative or the bad things that happen in life. And sometimes when they do, it's a bit vague booking, um, vague book kind of thing. It's like, oh, I just can't even. Can someone please send thoughts and prayers? You know, I can't tell you what this is about, but I just need them. Just know that I need it. <laughs> yeah, so well, we're not talking about that. What we're talking about is the real heavy-duty negative stuff that happens in everyone's life just about every day that no one wants to talk about. And... Because this uh, show is called Breaking Through the BS, there is one piece of BS advice that people are told when it comes to negativity, and that is don't live in the past or don't talk about negative things. Now, I'll say off the cuff that living in the past is a bad place to live, right? So we don't want to live there, but we do want to visit there from time to time just to find out what the heck's going on why this thing is still happening. You know, happening or why it's still on our mind or why we still have energy attached to it. Because if we don't do that, if we don't go backwards to clear that and deal with it, then it will continue to have a negative effect moving forward. So, yeah, 
I mean, you think about it, um, the analogy or the, the image of drawing back an, an arrow, you've got to draw it back mm-hmm. in order for it to shoot forward powerfully. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. And yeah. There's a, there is that saying, um, old saying, that if we don't learn from the past, we're cursed to relive it. Yeah, exactly. The way that I see uh, negativity and like things that have you know negative experiences and some some things have been absolutely horrendous, right? It would be the same as like telling someone who's just had their arm ripped off, like a traumatic amputation. Oh, don't no, don't don't look at it. it it's all right. Your arm's going to be fine. And then like at the same time they they're bleeding out. They're hemorrhaging. For me, a lot of the things that happen have happened to people in the past are like a psychological or an emotional hemorrhage that is still bleeding. You need to tie off the bleeders, deal with it, and so then you can move forward, you know, because maybe someone had their arm ripped off or partially ripped off, you know, if you actually treat it right there and then, maybe you can put it back on or they can have a, a you know, a good recovery. But by ignoring it and hoping that it goes away and just making sure that people don't look at it because it's too negative and it might traumatise people, that's just stupid. So what I like to do to help people understand psychological and emotional trauma is to compare it to something physically you know like when I was going through depression people would say you know just snap out of it you know I just choose to be happy well depression isn't about being sad depression is like in the absence and uh, actually it's not even the opposite of happy depression is not the opposite of being happy so when people would say just snap out of it I'd say well you're telling me Um, that depression you're comparing depression to a brain tumor like that's the that's the correlation of of the two things that you're trying to compare Um, if if it was so easy just to snap out of it I would so going through depression actually taught me a lot about this because I at the time when I was going through depression I didn't want to be negative I didn't want to you know bring people down I mean and that's one of the reasons I really wanted to kill myself was because I could see the trauma and the negativity I was bringing into other people's lives. But then what happened was people would shut me down continually, you know, apart from my therapist and that. But people just didn't want to hear about my my negativity or, you know, what was going on. And all I needed really was someone to talk to. I just needed someone to listen to me, not try to fix me. Yeah, you just needed to, as we'd say, drain the swamp. Yeah. Because, Get it all out Yeah, and see, uh, let the dust settle and see where the, the gems are to to go for so -hmm. you can pick those and go okay that's what I'm going to work on yeah because if you if you actually suppress negativity it grows it's like a um it's like a snowball effect but it's not white color snow it's brown (laughs) it is not (laughs) even stinky not even yellow snow it is like brown slush with fecal material in it um and it just keeps grow uh keeps growing and it keeps expanding and it takes up every part of your life. And that's where you and I used to talk about stinking thinking. Yeah. And if you don't allow someone, including yourself, to talk about the negativity, then it will just continue to grow and uh, spread like a cancer throughout your whole life. So, Because yeah, it's not until you verbalise something mm-hmm. that you allow it to come out and and sort of like the the energy around it dissipates mm-hmm. and you can see it for what it really is and then you go wow that's a stupid thing to be thinking exactly and how often has it been that like because you and I were doing the belief uh, work that you know on clients and that 
and also with the students that we were teaching, how often did we get down to the bottom belief that, you know, when we first started the healing session was so huge. It was like a mammoth-sized uh, problem. But when we got down to the bottom belief that was holding it in place, it was laughable. And in fact, sometimes well, the person, actually more often than not, they would, percent they the would laugh. Yeah, They would laugh like, at it go, man, that is pathetic. But without being able to talk about the negative and negativity, we would not have been able to get to that junction where we could actually heal it and then allow them to move forward. So we wanted to talk today about how you can actually talk about the negativity without it consuming you. And also talk about the need to debrief your life with someone that you trust because being a nurse, being a trauma nurse and Ray um, being in the army that when we went through a traumatic situation or, you know, on, on deployments, we'd have, you know, operations and things that we, we would be doing. After everything that happened, we would have a debrief, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, it didn't even have to be traumatic. It was just after every exercise yeah. or every course that we, we ran, we'd debrief it so that we could actually identify what worked, what mm-hmm. didn't, how we could make it better for the next time we yeah. ran it. And you're doing it from the perspective of being um, objective objective as an observer rather than subjective as in pointing fingers and saying, you didn't do your job, you didn't do that, and blah, blah, blah. There is a little bit of like identification like, okay, Ray, you um, dropped the ball here, what was going on? It's not, Ray, you dropped the ball so you effed it up for everyone. So there's not that conversation happening. There's not that personal uh, attack. So what I would say, um, you're playing the ball, not the player. Yeah. You're always like the ball is the situation and the player is the people involved in it. You're playing the ball and saying, okay, so Ray, you missed kicking the ball there. Um, maybe the ball wasn't set up right for you or, you know. Yeah. But- I mean, what, what other checks and measures could mm-hmm. be put in place exactly. to alleviate that situation from happening? It's like, do we need to have a check navigator or mm. someone come in behind you just to double check that it's been done and tick it off before you move on to the next yeah. stage? Or, Ray, do you just need new soccer boots that, <laughs> that you know, grab the, the ground a lot better because you slipped when you, you know, you went to kick the ball Quite or something? possibly. You know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it allows you to identify what what was good, what was bad, and, you know, to reassess and realign your systems to ensure that, you know, what was good is continued and what was bad is obliterated or moved out of the process and improved upon. And that's really important. So um, with negativity, though, a lot of people will say, you know, as I said in the beginning, you know, stop living in the past. And I I actually think that that is the worst advice ever, Um you need to go back to the past. I, I would say don't live there, but definitely it's... Go and visit every now and then. You wouldn't want to live there, but, you know, you don't mind visiting from time to time because, you know, we all, like, visit the past anyway. Any time I think about someone that I have loved in my lifetime, I think about my grandmother or my great-grandmother that I just absolutely adored. Um, I'm going back into the past. Or a Am song, I not? A song comes on the radio from the 80s. Yeah, or I see it. Yeah, and then I'm thinking about the Big Hair and the Bon Jovi concert that I went to. Um, you know, those kind of things. So, you know, it, it's almost like people will allow you to do the positive side of the visit to the past, but not the negative side. But the negative side is what 
holds us back as an anchor to that moment in time. We really need to work on that just yeah. as much as the, you know, what what did they call it, reminiscing and the, you know, romanticising about the past. We need to deal with the past that's stuck there and got us stuck in place. Yeah, and as Napoleon Hill would say, it's like you've got to look at every negative um thing that happened to you and find the seed of an equivalent benefit oh yeah that's clever in order to move forward Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so you sometimes do need to go back to the past i would say not live there but at least visit it and uh see what you can filter through and see you know what the benefit of it and work out how to remove all the the actual negative attachment that that situation um actually has hold of your life Mm. once you can remove that um, negative emotion then you're going to be more empowered to move forward Mm. exactly because when I look back and I look at the depression that I went through and how I lost my career in the army I lost my career as a nurse and basically almost lost everything as a person my self-respect, my confidence, everything that was important all, to all me. All your friends at the time? All my friends at the time. The only one that um, really st- stood by me was you um, and then my family. So, But now I look back at that and this realisation happened um, a couple of years ago when I look back and I just went, you know what, depression, that depression wasn't the curse that I thought it was. It was actually a blessing because without it I wouldn't be where I am today. It's like I had to reach that rock bottom to get me out of the army because I wasn't going to go anytime soon. And then um, I then became a copywriter. I'm now doing podcasts. I've written a book. I'm I've, I've doing amazing Starting things. Starting on your international speaking career. Yeah. So all of these things would never have happened if I stayed in the army. So although it sucked and having depression does suck, it's about, for me, seeing the silver lining but I would not be able to do that and find the silver lining that then allows me to get on with my life and try to have a productive life and do great things with my life because after you try to kill yourself and you fail, it's like, okay, so then what am I here for? You know, show me what I'm here for. I'm not prepared to waste my life when I am obviously meant to be here. You know, if I wasn't meant to be here, I, I would have driven into the tree or... And 101 other ways I could have been killed throughout my life, especially in the army because there was high risk stuff. Um, I'm not prepared to waste my life. But to get that insight and get that clarity on the blessing that depression was, I had to go back and visit that depression. Yeah, you had to look at it from a, a different perspective. Yeah. Um, devoid from all emotion. And that's very important, the perspective. The perspective that I took was of the observer, not the participant. Exactly. Because as Einstein said, you can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that thought it. That created created it. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you can't work out how to get out of depression when you're only seeing it through depression. Yeah, when when you're swimming in that um, ship pit, Mm -hmm. it's like you can't see that five meters down the the stream there's actually a place where you can crawl out and and dust yourself off yeah exactly and there's a nice um refreshing towel there to wipe all the crap off you (laughs) a bit of fresh water (laughs) yeah that's a one so the thing with life and, and negativity is that one of my favorite sayings is this too shall pass 
But the thing is that if we live in a world of duality where there's positive and negative, light and dark and all that sort of stuff, then the statement, this too shall pass, applies to everything. You can't have it just one way. No. So remember that when, you know, um, people will wish their life away and they'll think, oh, man, you know, I just wish this would be over. Well, you are also wishing for all the good things to be over at the same time. So beware of the words that come out of your mouth. Um but having that coping mechanism to know that when you are in the depths of despair or depression or just things are not going your way, just clinging on to that little lifeline of this too shall pass is sometimes just enough to get you through to when the next peak and trough, you know, will, will then come. Um, so that's one way that you can get yourself out of that negativity as well. But one of the most important things that Ray and I have gone through is to identify what happened in the past, acknowledge it, accept it. Accept it is a really important thing, isn't it, Ray? Because a lot of the times we play the what-if game, oh, what if I hadn't have done that? Because you've got this that situation of um, the investment that you made yeah. and no one would let you talk about it. No, um, because, I mean, going back uh, a number of years just after we got out of the military, um, I wanted to help Pauline out and sort of like buy her a, a job, give her some something for her to look forward to. So um, with the money that I had from my investment properties, I used that to invest in a... A license. A license mm-hmm. um, in a, a new business that was started up um, and we were going along fairly well and then the company decide, decided that they wanted to float on the stock exchange and... Um, at that time, everything that I wanted to be was to be a sophisticated investor. Yeah. So I wanted to be able to invest half a million dollars in the stock exchange or the stock market. Yeah. So um, a bit of ego at the time, mm-hmm. um, I'll admit it. Um, I went in there and I purchased shares in a, an IPO, a, a yep. new launching, a launching um, business business on yep. the stock exchange. And shortly after that, the global financial crisis happened Yeah, and basically wiped out off half a million dollars of equity. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't actually my money. It was just equity that I had in my properties. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then when we got into the business development and going into marketing and, and business, Everyone that was saying, oh, you've got to buy my product, you've got to buy my product. It's like, well, no, I can't buy that because I've got to pay off this mortgage mm-hmm. and pay off this money that I lost yeah. in the GFC. Yeah. Oh, no, don't worry about that. You, you're stop, thinking stop being so, so negative. negative. It's like what I'm selling you is going to be the be-all and end-all and get you out of all your financial problems. Mm. Red and flag. Red flag. <laughs> and I, I kind of believed that for a little while until... It wasn't until I actually sat down and and really looked hard at my finances mm-hmm. and saw how much money was actually draining out. That was a hemorrhage. That, that was, was a, hemorrhage. a financial hemorrhage, wasn't financial it? Financial hemorrhage, yeah. yeah. And it, it wasn't until that time that I said, okay, what's my priorities? Mm-hmm. My priorities are to stop the financial hemorrhage, mm-hmm. um, stop all the little outside bleeders yeah. mm-hmm. um, that really weren't contributing to my lifestyle. Yeah. Or my happiness, cut them out, sort of like cauterize those, yeah, yeah, turn them off, and then focus on getting myself into a financial stable position 
that I could be um, on top of what I knew I had to pay back, yeah. but not being so financially stressed out that I couldn't make a, a, f- a financial decision um, moving forward again. Yeah. And the way you came about that was to go back and visit the past and look at it from the point of the, the observer. And the other thing that you did that I'm really proud of is that you, you know, you smothered yourself with leech off because <laughs> those guys were trying to draw the only little bits of blood that were floating around your body, but they were trying to extract that and take it for themselves without any care. And that's, that's the epitome of a stupid parasite is when they actually make their host die. Absolutely. It's like <laughs> you've got no um, forward thinking abilities there if you're going to kill your host. Exactly, exactly. If you're going to be a parasite, just, you know, live harmoniously as you can with your <laughs> with your host if you can. But um, that's, I think, a good conversation for another day, parasites in, in um, business. That would be a really good show. But back to this. Let's um, move on with the negativity. So you did go back to that negative point where you had made that decision and even like at the time there was no way you know when it was happening there was no way that anyone could have told you Ray that's your ego speaking because it you know you have so much involved in it and but even like when you look back at it from the the point of the the observer you didn't judge yourself harshly no you just went yep yeah, okay so yep yeah, i can see the ego is overflowing here this is what i wanted to get yeah, out of contributing it contributing factors your due diligence you did your due diligence as well as you possibly could obviously things were hidden from you at the time but you know that is life people you know people some people's mo is to get as much money as they can out of people that's it we fell for it that's you know and get on with it um, so do we now visit that and get all negative about it? We don't. Yeah. And because then, it, it just is. Yeah. And then the future advice after that is, oh, don't worry about how much money you're in debt. Just declare bankrupt. Mm. Um, but keep paying me. Yes. Um, apparently. Apparently. And uh, we'll move forward. Yeah. And if you don't like, pay me, I'll, I'll send the debt collectors and I'll, I'll do this and I'll do those, like whatever. So... Sometimes you do need to go back into the negativity to be able to then move forward towards the positivity. Yes. So, And you take the lessons from that. So moving mm-hmm. forward, if you're ever um, presented that opportunity or a similar opportunity again, mm. you're fore- forearmed and forewarned that yeah. you can make a better decision. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's called growth, but without dealing with it, without acknowledging it and accepting the negativity you wouldn't be in this place right now. And this is how you get yourself out of being the victim in life. Yeah, and just, we, just we to all let, are. Just we to all... let the listeners know, I didn't declare bankrupt. No, you didn't need I, to. I took responsibility for yeah. my actions. Yeah. And I'm paying off that, that money. Yeah. I still have a long way to go. But I've got processes in place Yeah. Um, that I know that eventually with the time, mm-hmm. um, it's all going to be paid off and... Yep. everything's going to be fine. Yep. And that's part of your why. Yep. Your unshakable why is so that you can be a stand-up citizen and be responsible and, yeah, which is something that I really admire about you. Thank you. So with 
the good and the bad. You know, there's always good and bad in life. We've spoken about that you have to identify what happened in the past, acknowledge it, accept it, and then move on. Sometimes it's a little bit harder um, to do than we think. But what Ray and I noticed is that a lot of people, and this came from us doing, you know, over 100 courses for the metaphysical stuff that we did, was that so many people play the what-if game but they played the negative aspect of it. And again, in a world of duality, if there's a negative aspect of the what-if game, then there's a flip side of that, which is the positive what-if game. Most people get stuck, and this is where they get stuck in the uh, negativity. They get stuck in being a victim that life is happening to them. Um, They'll say, well, what if I fail? Well, flip it. What if you succeed? What if no one likes what I do? Well, flip it and play the positive. What if if everyone loves it? You know, um, what I've noticed in in life, and this is a topic for another show again, so is most people are actually afraid of success more than they are of failure. We all know what failure looks like. It is a given. It is a known to us. But for uh, for many of us, we do not know what success is. So it's unknown. And usually there will be some kind of payment, you know, like you will lose people that you love or, you know, lose part of yourself, time, yeah. um, people, you, people be wanting parts of you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Your time, your money, whatever. Yeah. So that's um, what keeps people stuck in that negative what if of, you know, what if I, you know, um, what if I cock this up and... You know, I'm a, I'm a huge failure, and that's all they think about because a lot of people aren't trained to think about the positive. So what I would say is for every bad what-if that you come up with, how about you flip it and turn it into a positive what-if and really get into the, the mindset. Now, the last thing I want to share with you um, is that when you are talking about the negativity or you're talking about bad things that have happened to you in your life, and you're debriefing so that you can move forward, you need someone who just listens to you. You don't need someone who tries to fix you. And when Ray was talking about um, her financial problems and when she was trying to get people to help her, they were not listening to her. They were trying to fix it, but they were trying to fix it within the parameters of what they knew, which was bankruptcy. That is not what Ray wanted to do that if they had have known her and um it to any degree or extent they would have known that that was not an option for her never on the cards it was never going to happen so that's why I say you need someone who's who's going to listen to you listen to the whole thing before then they try to offer a solution and that's at your request because like what I did with my depression what Ray did with her her problems was okay so you know, you drain the swamp and you go, okay, so am I right thinking that? And the person will go, no, I think you're actually being a little bit super sensitive to that. I don't think that's what that means at all. Yeah, if you just step over here to the step to the left, <laughs> um, you'd be able to look at it in a different light. Yeah, I think, I think your trusted advisor needs to be someone who's on your side, not trying to fix you, but can offer good solutions, but within your parameters of life not just within their parameters of life yeah which is very important anyway hope we uh helped you today to be able to feel a bit more comfortable about talking about negative things uh find someone like um 
an accountability negativity buddy that you can drain the swamp with. And remember, we said that long before um, Donald Trump did, so I'm just owning it. <laughs> but um, we've been talking about that for like a good 11 years since we started on the healing journey, even longer than that. So, you know, he can bugger off. But um, get someone that you can feel comfortable to drain the swamp with. If you can't find someone, journal. Just write it in a journal and just get it out and then have a look through it and see what it means. And if there's a silver lining that you can find in it, then find in it and uh, accept it and move on because you do not deserve to be stuck in the past, you know. Not at all. All righty. Well, thanks for listening. Once again, thank you for uh, trusting us with your eardrums. We do appreciate that. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Come on over to BreakingThroughTheBS.com. That's BreakingThroughTheBS.com. And that's where you'll find all the episodes and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review. And let all your friends know about Breaking Through the BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now.